guys, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. I know you're having an awesome, a fabulous, a super fantastic day, evening, or afternoon. Depending on if you're here live or you're checking out our podcast on iTunes or YouTube, wherever you may be right now, I just want to let you know that you are special. You are wonderful, and you know what? Even though you may not be feeling good or you may just don't feel just right right now, we all have to go through ups and downs. But we have to change the perspective of a thing to realize that we actually need to be in our purpose. And people say, Dr. Sunday, you talk about this purpose thing all the time. But you know someone right now, you will answer somebody's prayer right now. You actually will take care of somebody's ouch or pain moment. You will take care of something that people stay up all night thinking about, and you can solve that problem. I'm telling you because I, I have that experience as well. So that's why I always say, please, please, please get your purpose now. You know, that's one of the groups we have. But the thing I want you to know is what we do here at Good Deeds, we help you Shine your light to the world. And what that light is, that light is your dreams, your goals, your passions, and your destiny in life. You have to do that no matter what's going on. People will like you and they will not like you. But the thing is, you need to show love, show love, and show love. Yeah, you want. <laughs> I know you don't want to hear that sometimes, but I'm telling you, you have to show love. No matter what somebody else responds, you need to make sure that you are showing your light. Okay? So that's what we do here at Good Deeds. We just love that, love that, love that. But let's get to the question real quick of the, of the uh, event today, the experience. You know, people send in questions to say, ask Dr. Renee. And some of them are simple and some of them are thought-provoking. I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> this question, um, and it, and it kind of hits on real quickly about what do you do when someone says something negative? And you see, I didn't plan that. My team just handed me the question before we went live. Um, first of all, I have to realize, let me be honest real quickly, give you a backstory. Coming from the medical field 100%, uh, when I tell people I'm Dr. Renee Sunday, as their anesthesiologist, I usually knock on wood, don't get anyone to refuse that service because people want anesthesia for their uh, surgeries and procedures. I mean, I may get someone to say that uh, where did you do your training, how long you've been in training, uh, how is it being a female, actually being in anesthesia. And I also get that you look too young. And I love that part, that I look too young to be doing anesthesia, you know, for 18 years now. But the thing about it is people will have their own perspective, as I mentioned uh, just in the opening. And I have to realize that in this what I do now, I still do anesthesia part-time, but with the coaching that I do, the media personality, uh, you know, being on other major platforms like Oprah Winfrey, the NFL, I mean, I have to make sure that, I, that I'm confident that I know who I am because people, I know the word, the buzzword is haters, but you know what? I'm okay with them talking, saying stuff about me because that means they're giving me free advertisement, okay? <laughs> But, you know, I know I'm not, you know, making it not a serious matter. It does hurt when it's someone in your inner circle, when they betray you, when they do something that was not even their character. And sometimes you do have to separate. But what I have to remember is I have to keep, continue to move forward. I can't stop. You know, I always say don't stop, get it, get it. 
I have to stay in my purpose. I have to stay moving forward because I need to help someone move forward in their destiny. And then we had a long conversation, the person that sent that question in. But the thing is, we got to show love, even though the other person may not be showing that. And I, and I have to take it here. They will say that they are Christian. They will say they faith-based. They will say that they are a believer of this, this, and that. So they, what they're doing don't line up, does it? But you, I cannot be the judge of that. What I have to do is continue, continue, continue. They've said a million times, continue to show love. Now, if you have a question, send in, and I, I, I promise I'm going to keep it 100. I promise, promise, promise. But we don't want to delay. We have an amazing, amazing, I mean, an internationally highly acclaimed transformational teacher and author with us. Isn't that amazing? We just feel so much honor. And I have my pen and paper ready. I told you guys that I love being educated. I love to read. And this young lady is going to tell us a lot of truths and information that we can actually move forward and continue to move forward in this journey we call life. So we don't want to delay. We want to welcome, welcome none other than Merlene St. German to Good Deeds. Are you there? I am here. Well, we thank you so much for taking out time on your busy schedule to be with us. I'm delighted to be part of your program. And I, I've been listening to your bio, and I'm so intrigued. I'll have a question for you, I think, after the show. Um, you know, it, it takes a really special person to do what you're doing. And it's so amazing that you are not only you know, a career professional uh, accomplished, then you turn around and reinvent yourself and here you are on this radio show. And I love, love, love what you said about, you know, what do you do when someone says something unkind to you or about you? And I was reminded of a story that actually happened with one of my sons. I have four sons. And he didn't acknowledge the gifts that I was sending him to pay for college. So I was working very hard at my, I'll call it middle management job, and sending him 2000 or $3,000 every semester um, for like 10 years. It took him that long to finish college. Mm-hmm. And one day he said to me, I said something about, well, you know, I paid for your college. And he said, what are you talking about? I paid for it. And I looked at him and I said, you know what, you're right. I sent you the money, and you wrote the checks to your college. Um, But I sent it for your tuition, and I have the checks to prove it. But I don't need to prove it to anybody but me because I did it for me, not necessarily for you. Because the truth is, I did it because that's what I wanted to sleep at night about. And I didn't ever want to look back on my life and say, I did something to get even or I did something to reciprocate how I was treated. I wanted to be able to say I treated them the way I want to be treated no matter what, just like you say. It's very important. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. But, you know, we have to be real. Uh, It is a process. It is a process. Um, The first time you kind of have to put your hand over your mouth. (laughs) That's for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Or stop dialing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love Put your it. phone down. Put your phone on the counter and walk away. Right. That's why they have the mute button, right? That's That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Wow. But you know, it, you know, it's it's someone said to me once, why do you do those things when you're when you know your your um your situation is like it is? And my response is because it's what I believe I should do. And if I'm waiting for their response to validate me, then I'm not validating me. And that's what that's what this work is all about. We're validating that we're on mission, that we're on task. And we're not going to let some doofus mess us up. Hmm. I love it. So, I love it. You, you know, I just you the wisdom that you're sharing already is just so amazing. But but you know, I wanted to ask this question because in your uh, title or your mantra that you stand for, you you have that you're a transformational teacher and author. Tell us a little bit of how that journey came about that you can actually say that and say that with so much power. Um, I worked in the corporate world for um, um, up until about 25 years ago. And so I had a big career in the corporate world because I had a big system, you know, with a family and putting three of my four sons through college. And what happened to me is that I've always, I had always an interest, a side interest in this work. And so I began to teach metaphysical um, processes and teach people how to meditate and how to use those tools to allow themselves to go deeper within their own self and to take responsibility for their life and their experiences. And I taught all over the world for, you know, I was in 24, I've been in 24 different countries. In fact, I just got back from China. And I am always enamored with the students because I think this, for me, working with the students, no matter what, where we're at, it it empowers me to be the channel for the message. And when you see how people change and transform and they come back to you and they say, you've changed my life, and I'll say, actually, no, you changed yourself. I was just the conduit. That's pretty amazing, you know? <laughs> I love it what you just said. Because a lot of people love to say that they don't want to hear the word. They want to be changed, but they don't want to go through the transformation. They don't want to do the work. But I like how you said that because that gives them that, quote, unquote, power back that we just talked about. Because that's what we really want is to have that power control. I know those very strong words, but we have to be real, Marie. That's what we really want, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, one of the things that I do is I help people get good intuition and get connected with their divine spark so that they can truly know the highest and best course of action because sometimes you just don't want to. It's like what you said, it's you know, that's what the mute button is for. Um or or um I would get off the phone and and, and say something to somebody who was working with me about the client I had just spoken to, you know, with a little bit of um, energy on it. And then I would follow it up with, 
but that's my fantasy conversation. I would never say such a thing, you know. And in the early years, like you said, it's a process. In the early years, that's what I had to do to get to that place of unconditional love. Because, you know, as you say, you you do get your feelings hurt once in a while, and certainly that's real too. But when we get our feelings hurt, it's because we've got a wound we haven't fixed. So then that's, you know, an opportunity for us to look a little deeper and say, okay, what do I need to deal with here? Um, I think that the opportunity to do good is so great and is so important and it's so valuable. And it's really the theme of uh, my new book, Waking Up in 5D, because the whole idea is we're not in a game anymore where there's right and wrong. We're in a whole new system where the only thing that matters is that you get what you need and the other person gets what they need. So you're not interested in any kind of interaction unless we both get what we need. And that's very powerful. That's really powerful. And and I don't know about you, but I'm sure that you get the same good feeling I do when you know that you've negotiated with someone or you've worked something out with someone and you made sure. Now, are you, are you satisfied? Are you, do you think you got what you wanted? And to feel that good about another person's needs being met while your needs are being met, that's pretty powerful. I, I totally understand that. But let me ask you something, because something sparked me when you said a couple of words there. This is what I'm seeing, and of course I'm not passing any judgment. I'm not saying, you know, this, that, or that. But have you found out that a lot of times when you start peeling back the layer, if you will, that a lot of times we truly don't know what we really want? Yeah, it's true. A lot of people, um, they know they're unhappy, but they don't know what they want. And one of the ways that I encourage people to deal with that is I ask them to make a list of everything they don't want. You know, like a a, a woman who's divorcing her alcoholic husband, all she can think of is, I don't want to ever marry an alcoholic. She can't even think of what she wants in terms of a, a beloved or a partner. And I worked with a young woman a few years ago who was so depressed that all she could think of was what she didn't want. And I said, well, let's start with that. And we made a list, and we had like maybe 30 things, you know. I don't want to be old and poor. I'm afraid I'm going to run out of ideas. I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough money. On and on and on. And then I said, okay, I'll take these, and I will do rewrites for you. And then those become your new um, statements about yourself. And she called me the next morning, and she said, wait, I have three more. And here's what happens. When we make the time to make a list of everything we don't want, we actually clear our heads to find out what we do want. If we're spending all of our time resisting what we don't want, there is no energy or time or space in our head to know what we do want, and that's why. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. That's life-changing. That's life It was life-changing. And, you know, what's really cool is I've used that piece of information with a lot of people. And once a year I publish it as part of a New Year's kind of a program. You know, like you want to look 
you want things to be better for yourself next year, take a look at this. Now, the interesting thing, the backstory on that particular um, incident is a couple of weeks later, her, um, her husband had his iPad stolen. And he was a newsman, and he was doing a story at a store in Manhattan when the iPad disappeared. And he was so upset, he didn't even tell her for a couple of days. He finally told her. Now, she was home with the baby quite a bit, so she and the baby went to the store secretly. And she talked to the manager, and she said, look, you know, we're just a young couple. We're barely making ends meet. The loss of that iPad is a big, big deal for us. Could you please ask your employees if there's any possibility? Because the way I figure, it's either an employee or it's a customer. And if it's an employee, maybe they'd give it back. It would mean a lot to us. And tell them no questions, no retaliation. We just want it back. And three days later, the store manager said, I gave my staff the good deeds speech. I have your iPad. I think that that was a result of her changing her thinking about herself because one of the statements was, I am a woman of substance, and what I do matters in the world. Wow. Really makes you get all teary-eyed, huh? Me too, even when I tell it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We all could think that way. I think things will be, of course, the perspective in our life will be much different. So let me ask you, because you actually have uh, the awesome opportunity of being a best-selling author of the amazing uh, publications you have. Tell us, I know you've been telling us the meat of it already, but tell us a little bit about how you came to actually put some of this amazing information actually in a print form. Well, you know, years ago, like maybe 30 or more years ago, I wanted to be an author, but I was afraid to write. I was afraid that I wouldn't be a good enough writer. You know, I was in an advanced English class, but the English teacher was always rewriting my stuff, so I didn't really have a lot of confidence in my skill. And so I decided that I, since I like to talk and I like to teach, that I would start teaching seminars on the stuff that I was so passionate about. And then the books would write themselves. And so I kept really Mm. good journals and, you know, comments from people and, you know, what they encountered and how I recommended they solve it. And it became really like a living uh, set of documents. And then when I finally sat down to write, I had all these resources of experiences from the students who um, shared their experiences so the books became very personal and very real because it wasn't just me talking about myself and my experience. I had tons and tons of examples of students and their experience and how they used the information that they were getting from me. Um, so that's how I got started. And I will tell you, I manifested a three-book deal with a very well-known publisher, the same people who published uh, a series of books called Conversations with God. And they signed Mm -hmm. me to a three-book deal as a new author. Nobody as a new author gets a three-book deal, but I did. And my manifestation was I wanted a two-book deal or better. So here I am with a three-book deal, a signed contract. I start getting, and as soon as you sign the contract, you know they're supposed to give you half of your advance right away, and then the other half when you Mm -hmm. deliver the book. 
So um, I'm waiting all summer long, and a couple of times I got emails from the accounting department saying your check is on the way, and nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. I turned in the manuscript. Nothing ever happened. And in December, I got a phone call from the president of the company, and he said, we're not going to run your books. And I found out later that they had had a big financial hit, and they were going to have an investor who was bringing in a lot of money, and that's what they were banking on when they signed me to three books. And when that fell apart, mm. my job went off the table. And so I went from being, you know, very proud and, and happy to, you know, like I completely closed down. I completely didn't talk about it. And my best friend said to me six months later, I know you were upset about this because you never said a word to me about it until now. And it was true because I was trying to, you know, wrap my brain around how could I receive this information that they're not going to publish my books. And I decided that it must, because I had wanted them to be bestsellers, I decided that they needed more work. And this was the universe's way of making sure that they did get the work they needed. So that very first book went on the back shelf, and I actually published my second book first. And that was a really big hit because by that time I'd kind of gotten this, the craft down to to write. And I had a very good editor who really, you know, pushed me and pushed the envelope. And then when I was ready to take the original book to market, we went through the same thing. But by that time I had gone through over 30 rewrites. You know, it's people don't realize that writing a book is only half of it. And it's like the medical profession, you know, you spend half your time in patient care and the other half in paperwork. People don't realize this. And they think, you know, they think you're out there holding hands and, and working with people and having, you know, having your, your process time. And they totally overlook the fact that everybody has paperwork they have to do. And, of course, it's not paperwork anymore. It's computer work. But I remember when I first worked for the visiting nurses and I could see how much detail they had to keep. And that I said, well, how much time do you get to spend with the patients? And they said about half. Mind-boggling. People don't realize. And the same is true with the book. You write the book. That's half your effort. And then the other half is 30 or more rewrites. Because if you don't do rewrites, you're not going to get it finely tuned like you'd like. And it won't be a popular book. I mean, you know, even the most well-known authors. There's a very few group, a very small group of people that write, and it comes right out and goes right to print but most of us write and then we come back to go oh, I can say that better oh I can you know I, I can make an example here you know and you just you, you you do better that way and you know what life is like that isn't it <laughs> mm-hmm. yes it's it's just so amazing um, you know I mean I look at someone like you you know you could be satisfied with a medical career and keep going with that, but no, you didn't want to. You knew you were supposed to influence people, and you pushed yourself into this marketplace, and you have taken every opportunity that's been put in your way, and that's fantastic. Um, one of my spiritual teachers that I have so admired is a teacher that said to me, I don't care if you fall down. I want to know if you're going to get back up. Mm, yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> Actually, you know, when you go through the bumps in a row, it makes you stronger. It makes you look out. And like you just, what, what you were saying with your book, you make sure that you get someone else 
like someone else to push you, like you said. Because a lot of times we have blind spots. We don't see the things that we may have missed. So that, that was a great analogy that you said with the book. That's just like how we have to do in life. So <laughs> I love right. it. I love it. Right. I love it. Right. Wow, wow. So so with the spiritual awakening that you experience in your life and that you give to so many people all over this world, what's some things that, we can take from today, and then, of course, we need to follow up with you, you know, uh, via social media or your website or even both. Tell us, you know, because we got to get with you one-on-one. We got to get your programs. We got to get your publications. But the way the world is now, any any suggestions or, you know, wisdom that we can even tell, we can – one thing I've noticed, you can't really – uh, you know, we want to empower our kids, but we got to get the adults' mind back right so they can actually speak to the young kids. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I, I have a couple of things. Number one, the book is called Waking Up in 5D, my current book. And 5D is the same as heaven. So you really like waking up in heaven on earth. And that's where we're headed. That's where we're all going to go. We're going to be these wonderful people who are very creative and talented and helping one another and interested in the well-being of each other. So <clears throat> I had a, a number of experiences that led me to this little prayer that came out of my lips, and it's been modified enough so that now I can share it with everybody, and that is a simple prayer. Dear God, I am asking for a day of heaven on earth for me and everyone I come in contact with. And that changes everything because what happens is, you know, even if the bank teller was, you know, crabby with the lady in front of you, she takes one look at you and she goes, how you doing? And she's like, her energy is shifted. And it's like you're running around with a little stick, you know, with a star on the end, touching people like Tinkerbell or something and saying, you know, have an awesome day. And you literally are literally changing their energy, changing the way they feel about themselves because you've emanated it. And you've created that wish for them as well. And every prayer gets answered. <laughs> I love it. So, and then the other it. thing I, I do is I ask the same prayer at night. So I ask to wake up in heaven on earth. Or and sometimes I'll say I'll wake up in 5D, which is this energy of caring for the other person as much as you care for yourself. You know, it's, it, 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 it's, I'd love, love to tell a little story about a man I worked with who was quite well off, but um, um, he still worked, and he um, had this nice car, and he was going to sell it and buy another nice car, you know, like a hot rod kind of a car that an older man might want to have. And his son had just graduated from law school and had his eye on the car, knew his father was thinking about selling it, so he cornered his father and got his father to sell him the car for a song. And he comes to work the next day, and he's telling us how he's almost upset that he let the car go for so little money. And I just looked at him, and I said, but Ray, think how proud you would have been of your son if he'd gotten that deal from someone else. And he looked at me, and his eyes got really big, and then he burst out laughing. Because in the old way, we wanted to be able to have some kind of advantage over someone else in order to feel good. That's how we evaluated ourselves. And nowadays, it's, we, that's all changed. That's all flipped on its head. 
And the more we recognize that it's in our best interest to make sure everybody's getting what they need, because you keep attracting more of that kind of energy, more people like that, more opportunities like that. It's quite astounding. So, wow. I think. I, I, I'm just speechless at what you say because we all need what you, I mean, we need to rewind this back five or six times just to get it in our spirit of, you know, because a lot of people love to push the envelope and say it's the other person. But I always ha- I have learned that I need to evaluate my situation and see what I'm attracting. So I love how you said that. Wow. Yeah, because then you don't have to. I mean, obviously, we all need to do our own work. Like you said earlier, you know, we need to do our own work, and sometimes we have blind spots. But when you ask, when you make that prayer and you ask for Dave Heaven on Earth, not only for yourself but everyone you come in contact with, You've just changed the matrix, literally, just like the movie. You've changed the matrix, and you've set yourself up for success and harmony and joy and lovely, loving interactions. So what happens is the people respond to you. They respond to your energy. And even if they are obnoxious to somebody else, being around you helps them be a better person. Isn't that what isn't that what we're told from the um the New Testament? You know, people touch the hem of Christ's garment just to have the connection and the and the specialness. But we can do that ourselves. Each and every one of us can change the reality, you know, like our little circle, the little you know, energy around us, and then everybody who comes near it is changed. So yeah, it's pretty amazing to me. Um you know, the, the the first time, I don't know how much time we have, so I don't know if I can tell you the whole story and how it happened, but I was um, <clears throat> embarrassed because I had let um, a, a word that I would never use slip out of my mouth because I had used it in class to explain, you know, if you're having a rough day, it'd be the day from you know where. And then uh, I would never use it in my own conversation, but one day I was coming off of a plane The plane staff member knew me because I was flying so much. And so when she asked me how I was doing, I said, well, I'm doing pretty good, but this is my day from blank because I've got to be back here, you know, in just a couple hours. And she looked at me and she had a strange look on her face, and I realized what I'd said. So I said to her, okay, um, I'm having a day of heaven on earth because I'm flying with United. And we both laughed. And I came home to a big mess. There was an inch of water in my basement floor. There was a pipe that had leaked, and the water had filled up between the walls and now was overflowing all that was unfinished in my basement. And I had a roommate who said later that she could hear water, but she didn't bother calling me or anybody else to figure out what was going on. And I had, you know, I'd come home from this flight to this. So I called the plumber. I called my neighbor who knew about these things. And he said, well, I'll watch the plumber. You go ahead and get ready for your next flight. And I was able to get my suitcase changed around. I got my flight postponed to a later time that day. And I was coming home from the bank when I thought to myself, you know, I only needed an extra hour because I could have made my flight if it was just one hour later. And the phone was ringing, and it was a real person from United, and they said both of the flights from from Madison to Chicago 
are running an hour late today. Is there any way you can get on the earlier plane, which is now not leaving, you know, until 3 o'clock instead of 2 o'clock? Wow. And I said, yes, I can. My suitcase is already in the car. I'm only 15 minutes from the airport. Uh, it should be fairly easy. So I'm sitting on the plane, and I'm looking around, and I'm saying to myself, that was amazing. The plumber came. He only charged me 150 bucks. I was able to ask my guidance where to, where they should drill the hole. You know, he thought he should be in the upstairs bathroom, and my guidance was, no, the downstairs bathroom. And he said, where? And I showed him where, and he could see the hole from the place I told him to drill. I mean, it couldn't, you couldn't have asked for it to be any smoother. My neighbor came over with fans to dry out the walls, and he said he'd come over later after I left, you know, to keep an eye on things. <clears throat> and I'm looking at this in my mind's eye. And I'm saying to myself, you know, that was pretty amazing. What? How did that happen? How is it possible that I was able to have that magical of a time, even though it was so wacky? And that's when I was reminded, well, you said you wanted a day of heaven on earth. And that's when I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, the next time I have a chock-a-block day, I'm going to ask for a day of heaven on earth. Well, the second time I asked for a day of heaven on earth, I thought, you know what? I don't have to wait till I have a crazy day. I'm going to ask every day. And so can all of our listeners. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> no, I love it. This is just so amazing. Hey, I'm going to start that. In, well, I'm going to start tonight because, like you said, say it at night and say it in the morning. I just, oh, I just love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, Lord, I, I'm, you know, I'm almost in tears because when I, when I feel, I can just feel your energy, and I know everybody does as well. That 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 is tra- that's why you have the name transformational teacher and author. I see it. <laughs> I love it. Well, do us a favor. Oh my God, I wish we didn't have to go, but please tell us anything that we may have missed. Uh, and of course, please please tell us how we can support you on social media, how we can actually um, go and check out your products and services and how we can just continue to have that energy that you have. Okay, so my Facebook is um, The Practical Mystic, Maureen St. Germain. So like my um, page, um, my website is maureensaintgermain.com, and there's no E at the end of Germain, so it's kind of like Germain Greer, easy to remember. And uh, I have tons of support materials. I, You know, I have always have something free on my website, and I have a beautiful meditation called the Divine Government Meditation. We all can use that. And then um, there's usually um, blog articles about life and about my experiences, and I often include freebies. Um, One of my blog posts from, I don't know, two or three weeks ago has a free um, guided meditation download. Uh, so those are things that are very available to help people. You know, if you have a monkey mind, sometimes it's hard to be still. But when you have guidance, that's very helpful. And the angel meditations all give us information that's directly from um, the Bible and the Old Testament. So that's helpful. And that can be for anyone, at, at any you know, no matter what their belief system is. And then I have lots of other guided meditations that are a little more um, spiritually based where they don't 
have a preference, but they're always, you know, referring to the divine or something like that. And I find the guided meditations really help me to settle down and be, you know, in that place of connection. And we need that place of connection because that's what helps us heal our hearts. That's what helps us heal our brokenness. And so I've got lots of books. I've got a wonderful book on manifestation called um, Be a Genie. I have a book on meditation practices called Waking Up, uh, excuse me, called um, Beyond the Flower of Life. And uh, lots of stuff on YouTube. You know, I have a YouTube channel. So there's lots of free stuff out there and lots of tools. Wow, I just and, love it. I just love it. <laughs> well, first of all, we want to just thank you so much for being in your purpose, and we thank you so much for taking your time out your busy schedule to be here with us good, at Good Deeds. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. All right. <laughs> I look forward to talking to you. So when, when we go here. off here. Uh, oh, please. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Woo, ladies and gentlemen, you know I, I you know I get, I'm cranked up. <laughs> As the kids say, is it cranked up or crunk up? Well, you know what I mean. I got a lot of energy going on. I, I just love it. I love it. And you know I like meditations. I love all that type of stuff. But you know what? We need to let you know that the energy that you you have heard, uh, and some people have seen, you know, YouTube and I, you know, on um, iTunes. You can have this as well. This is not for a particular person. You can have this as well. Please, please reach out to this amazing, life-changing, I mean, serious young lady. Uh, we will have all her information on our website, also on our social media, and then we'll have the replay up very, very shortly. And share it with your friends and family her information because it's time for us to actually have this experience that she's talking about every day, Okay. <laughs> But, you know, if you want any information about what we do here at Good Deeds, the radio, the TV show, uh, if you want to be a guest, and also our Good Deeds magazine, if you want to be a subscriber, if you want to actually be a contributor or advertise, please, please contact us at www.renee, which is R-E-N-E-E, Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y.com. We also have the awesome opportunity to have a publishing company, which is called Sunday Publishing. We help you get that book together, that stays me together. We help you with that, okay? And we don't leave you alone. My team is on you, okay? But, no, we help you. We help you. We're not saying that we micromanage what you're doing, but we actually help you to get that done. And, actually, people have reached out. They want me to – they love our magazine, so they want me to get them with theirs. We can do that. We can do that. Yes, yes. But, you know, it's an investment because my team, they want to get paid, right? (laughs) But, you know, that's in life. That's in life, okay? Right? Amen. Okay. And also we have a nonprofit organization that we help people with the basic necessities that we take for granted food, clothing, and shelter. And we also have an amazing mentorship program, and we do give scholarships. Amen. I just love it. I love it. But you know what? Again, our website is Sunday S-U-N-D-A-Y. We want you to remember you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. You have to do the three things that's always in my spirit. You have to believe, you have to trust, and you have to walk that out, right? <laughs> and you know the rest. Say it with me. Don't stop. You got to get it, get it. And that means get your purpose and get your purpose now. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, and y'all know I love you. This is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.